Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan, two minutes past seven. And thank you to Daddy John for another um, insightful show. He'll be back on Monday evening. Um, so if you've just tuned in, you're listening to me, Cindy Fansale, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Our podcasts are up, so visit kifm.co.za and go to, and then go to um, FM Rewind. Um, tune in um, via the DSTV audio bouquet, channel 861, or visit kifm.co.za and listen live. Medical Issues Sex and family. Finance, parenting, and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. So, Sunday, the 16th of June, is um, Father's Day. And as we know, Father's Day is when we make little cards for our dads and buy them things that they don't like, like cologne and socks and and fishing rods and stuff like that. And I decided that we would reflect today on, on modern day fatherhood. You know, how are you doing your daddying these days? I mean, today's dad can be single or married, um, can be employed or stay at home, can be straight or gay, can be adoptive or a step parent. Um, and there's, 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 it's changed so much. There's blended families. There's a lot of things that are happening. So we want to know from you, what is your engagement? What are your responsibilities? And how are you, um, you know, coping as a modern day father? And I'm joined in studio by um, two guests, Uhlubim Timkulu and Tabiso Mohare. And we'll be chatting about that um, throughout the, the hour. We'll be taking your calls on 86 959 We'll also be joined telephonically later on in the show by Stone. And he'll be telling us his experiences as, um, as a father. So um, welcome to Sidebar Cindy and welcome to my two guests. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, so I'll start off with you, Tabi. So, um, so your your own experiences with your dad. I think it's always good to start there, and then we'll talk about what you're going through as a father now. Um, what is your relationship like with your father? Sure, I'm I'm one of you know of many black men. I think we did, I didn't have a good relationship with my father. Yes. He was there. Um, there was a divorce, but I think um, there was years where we were not speaking. Where very early in my life, I looked at how he was living, the kind of household he was running, how he was behaving, and I decided that's not okay. I'm going to strive to do better, you know, and to be able to do that at a very young age and make a it's solid a sort decision. of resolution and decision, mm-hmm. you know, was very scary. Um, it was only later, I think the two years just before he passed, that we sort of started reconnecting. But I think, you know, my outlook towards him or, you know, had completely changed from a very young age. And and so you you grew up in a single parent home. Well, it was um, single parent. Um, both parents, sure, complicated. Yeah. Both parents, but I had to live with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. East Rand violence, so we get moved to Hamaskral. So I get raised by aunts and Tatemoholo Lilikoko. Then I move back to Joburg. Then I get to live with both parents for a good four or five years. Mm-hmm. And then the divorce happens, and then it's just my mom and then the siblings okay. you know so I've sort of gone through three stages, three stages yeah <laughs> and so when you're living when you saw so you when you when your parents after your parents had divorced and you're living with your mom and your siblings did your mom badmouth your dad I don't think she needed to hey and um I don't think I've I've, I've 
I've heard her say anything that I had not already picked up or, or knew already. Um, I th- again, I think you know, being able to see your dad for who he was very early mm. and making that, I think it gave me sort of a, a broader look on life. So after the divorce, I think the focus became on how do we rebuild? Mm. Um, I think I was very concerned about my mother. Um, somehow at this innate, you know, fight for her because even the divorce was me driving saying, I literally took my siblings and we moved out. I said, you're going to choose between us or your husband because we're cool with him. If you want to keep him, keep him, I'll, I'll, I'll take my siblings. And we yeah. moved out for a good six months you know so after the divorce the conversation was around rebuilding the family rebuilding the structure is she okay how is she moving on and so forth you know um so it, 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 i don't think i've ever had to say anything negative beyond what was factual mm. Mm. that's that's yeah that's that's tough Tabiso. and i think um you know i have i have a psychology degree so i tend to always look at people's situations and try and understand why why is a person like that you know Mm -hmm. i mean i also have a had a strange relationship with my father and it's only now that i've looked at his life looked at how he was the 11th the last born there were 11 of them and he was raised by siblings and i can i've forgiven him for many of the things that he didn't do as a dad right so have you been have you done anything like that looked at your dad's life how he grew up his role modeling um have you have you done any of that? I, I went through that, and I think the the years of separation um, allowed me to do that because you know you get caught up in a trap of saying I don't want to be like like him, mm. and then you focus so much on not being like him that you end up you know role modeling or you know becoming the person. So at some stage, I realized that the forgiveness had to happen, and my mother played a crucial role in that. And again, her not dwelling on the negative, uh, on the on the toxic, and also encouraging us to forgive give him to move on so that by the time we started rebuilding the relationship it was on, on different understandings yeah. you know I was much older I was an adult mm. so the conversation was sort of coming from an equal uh, um, playing playing ground you know but I think I was fortunate to do the healing um, mm. the unpacking and 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 saying you know what if I'm also going to be a different father I need to be cognizant of the things I'm trying to move away, move yeah. away from but at the same time being open-minded to be a responsive and evolving father if you know and also I mean I went through a period of also again fast track of decolonizing myself around the concept of manhood yeah. you know being a black man that's a whole other mess but you know but you're special I must say for the, for the insight that you had at an early age that's very special not everyone has that privilege and, and that blessing so you're very special well we're taking your calls on 86 959 you can sms us on 36959 join us on twitter the hashtag is sidebar Cindy and KFM talk so welcome Lubim Tumikuli I'm so happy to have you here thank you and um, the same question I asked Utabi so I think it's good to reflect on on our relationships with our fathers before we then dive into how we are you know how you are better dads what is your relationship with with your father like um my relationship with my dad now is beautiful yeah and um, it didn't start there it only became good in a few years in a few years say five years in the last five years five years yeah um because I forgave um, one of my relatives, or few of my relatives, were actually saying, "Don't carry the burden of not forgiving him." Mm. Uh, I think the era of our dads, me and him, is the same, where they were physically there but emotionally not there. Emotionally unavailable. Unavailable. Oh. Um, so I always say, when I, I say I was raised by a single mom, yeah. my dad was physically present, 
but emotionally unavailable. Um, I, I, I battled with it and I forgave him and I moved on. And um, now we kiss. Now we tell each other we love each other. Oh, that's so and, special. Uh, I, I'm enjoying his, uh, his uh, twilight years now. And in, and in terms of the, for, for the forgiveness, did you, I mean, obviously you reached out first, right? Yes. And, and how was that? So, you know, what did you say? What words did you use? Did he understand why you were forgiving him? First, um, um, I don't think he, knew, he knows I forgave. I don't think he knows. Okay. Because um, it, was, it was within me to okay. forgive. Yeah. Just let, the, to, to let it to go. To let it go, okay. yeah. So uh, me being gay, um, he, he, he initially disowned me. Um, um, but I kept on coming back to him. You are his son. Yeah, I was his son, and um, I remember they were paying lobola for my sister, yes. and I wasn't allowed to go home, and um, I was the only one with money that day. I remember, and my mom said, "Come and help us." I said, "Well, your husband doesn't want to be there. So what? I've got the money. I've got the. I've, I can the cook. Means. I've got the means, but I'm not allowed." But my mom said, "Come." Then I came. Only then, my dad said, only today, my son, I know you're a man because I carried the whole ceremony. Wow. And I was, a, it was a bittersweet because I thought, did I have to do stuff for him to see that I'm a man? Had I not had the money, had I not what would have happened? Whatever, yes. But then again, I stood on the other side. I said, okay, well, maybe you wanted to see that. Maybe he thought ah, I wanted to be flamboyant and do nothing mm. and just pounce the streets and, mm. you know, yeah. That's special. That, yeah. that was quite a journey for you. Yeah. And, you know, the, I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned your father's twilight years. I think a lot of us whose parents are still alive, mm-hmm. beat the mom or the dad, realize that as they grow older, they become softer, they mellow, yes. and, they, and they tend to forget a lot of the things that they did when we were younger. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, letting go of the things that they did and then embracing this person who's different from what they were is a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot to go through. Yes, it is. Um, and, and, and you don't have to take them back there. I mean, they can't change anything. My dad is 76, 77. Mm-hmm. He can't change anything. <laughs> Remember how you <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Yes, you know? he, he, I, I love the man he is now. He can say, I love you. Mm. And, you know, he, I think my son makes him softer. Because when I adopted my son, he 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 disregarded him. It, I didn't. I don't think he saw him as a, his grandson. Mm. But my son would just run to him and hold his leg. Oh, and, work, and, yeah. work. and my dad would say, "I think on the fifth time, you said I can't ignore this boy. I have to love him." <laughs> <laughs> so we're taking calls on oh eight six um double zero double zero nine five nine, and we. SMS, you can SMS us on 36959 and we're looking forward to your comments on, on how your what is your daddytude? I like that word. What's your daddytude? How are you navigating um, being a father? So, so coming to you, so how, tell us about your kids. How many kids do you have and when did you become a dad and how is it going so far? Well, I have one official kid as in my blood child. Yes. <clears throat> and I have um, another child, uh, Latifa, that I have been fathering for the last... 23 years okay so my aunt's child my aunt passes on but weird thing is that when she was pregnant with her i'm there i named the child you know so hey this is your child yeah go calls me daddy but then now i'm you know that time i think i was 21 so i'm trying to make a life trying to be out of my mother's house she's there but also trying to play a role and trying to sort of shape and somehow you know figure this out with her now she's 20 
4.25, she's working, she's a woman, and I'm like, look at you. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And then four and a half months ago, I was then um, blessed to uh, then give birth to uh, uh, my biological child. Um, and that has been a completely different experience because that's more hands-on. The nine months preceding that, you know, you are there going, it's a roller coaster, oh, right? <laughs> what do we do, <laughs> you know? Um, and being there at birth, um, and again, watching yourself change and climate and you know we never really planned to have the child we're never against it but you know we live busy lives we're always traveling you know we're like if a child comes okay but you know and then it comes you're like okay cool slow down change routine um change perspective on life you know and 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 now someone else owns your time 100 percent. 100 for the next five years you'll be eating at spur for the rest (laughs) no more gourmet whatever which restaurants that's your home. Uber eats your. So I'm enjoying, and I have been enjoying this experience of fathering. You know, which is completely different to the role that I played to 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 Latifa. You know, and and also letting go of of the 24 year old and say, mm-hmm. right, you you're okay. Um, the lessons that I've sort of installed, and whether it was through threats or bribery or you know modeling, you know, <laughs> sort of worked. You're okay. Yeah. Um, now I need to, you know. And and okay, so let's talk about the delivery room. I mean, that's that's a new thing. I mean, yeah. when when I was training um, as as a doctor, men weren't allowed in, in the labour ward, right? Yep. And it's a new thing now that you know they want partners to be there, you know, during the whole process. And it's quite hectic. I mean, it's hectic for me. I think about it and, I, and nya, nya, nya. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So how did you cope? Um, we did water birth. Um, oh wow! So I'm there in the bathtub with her. Oh my word! <laughs> Holding her, and um, you know. Talking, encouraging. At some stage, she's like, "What do you know about birth?" And I'm like, "Okay." And I look at the midwife. She looks at me. She's like, "Just keep talking." <laughs> and and you watch this miracle just come out of the water, wow. you know. And and to be able to to embrace that and 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 you know sit there and watch the umbilical cord throb until yeah. it stops mm. and. You know, the child is gray and you watch color start coming into mm. their cheeks and you know, it's 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 I think every single father if possible, it's a privilege also. Um they need to go through that. I think I think the bond that happens from from that moment on is is incredible. You cannot buy that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think we privilege. I speak to some friends where even culturally, you know, we speak. I speak about my experience, and they say I can't do that because yeah. my culture will not Won't let allow me be, it. Yes, you know, some uh, spaces it's three months before the father can, can see the baby. Can see exactly. The baby. And I'm looking at it, and that has thrown a whole spin on. Then what does that mean for the relationship between father and child mm. for the rest of their lives? If mm. those you know pivotal moments you are not there, and they change so quickly, my goodness! A yeah. little great thing at the beginning, at three months, it's a completely different person. I went away for four days to Swaziland two weeks ago. I came back. I was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> well, we have um, Nigel on the um, Nigel. We have Umtuduzi on the line, um, and he's calling us from Nigel. Um, thank you so much for 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 joining us, Umtuduzi. Uh, thank you for taking my call, Cindy. So, as uh, yes, people, there's one thing that we have to talk about. Yes. Yes, our father has been absent in our life. I particularly, my father left me when I was about four, five, mm. and uh, we tried to kiss and make up. You know, say twenty-five years, twenty-eight years down the line. Mm. 
and me being the one who's trying to kiss and make up with him. And now my issue is, <clears throat> imagine me trying to kiss and make up with my father. And it's supposed to be the vice versa. He should be the one says, that's my son. Mm. I mean, I'm the person that he realized that he's the man in his life, you know, by having me. Mm. But now I've tried to make it work. But the father, he's not coming to the party. Then what do you do? But I grew up from that, and mm. I'm not holding any grudges against him. Probably they have their problems with my mother, mm. because my mother was the only one who like brought me up to be the man that I am today, and I'm very grateful to her. But now, the problem is, this thing now is trying to get to me, because now I've got my own son. Mm. My firstborn son, her maternal grandmother, he made it a point that because uh, we were separated with a daughter, yes, I'm not going to be part of the grandson's life. Mm. To such an extent that they bought my son a car as long as he's not coming to me. Yeah. And now, guess, the, guess what? When the car, <laughs> he bought it, the first person he went to, guess who? He came to me and he told me that, hey, Dad, hey, they bought me this car because I have to forget about you. But I'm here to show you that, hey, they bought me this car. Yeah. But we have a very difficult relationship that we have to have it over the phone, around the corners. We meet wherever, around the places. Now, you get to worry that my father deserted me. I'm trying with this son of mine, but because of monetary values and issues now the paternal family is trying to make sure that i would never be part of that son's life and now they are putting my son at such a pedestal that is very difficult he doesn't know whether to have to relate with my father or only with him you know he said something very 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 unfortunate by saying i wish my grandmother god would remember him soon so would have a relationship. So that you guys can have a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, no, your situation is very, very difficult. Um, I'll, ask, I'll ask Uklubi to, to just comment on, on, on what Mtuduzi has shared with us. Um, hey, I'm no expert. No, no just, but, just a general you know, comment. We, we, um, we share it. Like when Mtuduzi says, hi Mtuduzi. Uh, when Mtuduzi says, hi, hi. hi, hi. When, when you said, my brother, um, you want your dad to be the one that says, you are my son. I think forgiveness starts within, not without. So if you want to release the burden, you you must let go. Forgive him even if he he, he doesn't uh, come to you. you. You forgive and you move on. And uh, and I, when I did that, I found true happiness. And almost everything just, just started happening. And he could, my dad could never say he loves me. And now he does, uh, because I think I changed. And I didn't do it is by it myself. because you changed? Or is it because he saw you that maybe you bring the monetary value? No. In your relationship? No, I changed. I, okay. I, forgive, I, I changed because I, I, I didn't look at him because I think I, I carried the burden and the anger. When I removed mm. that anger, he could uh, reach out to me as well. Mm. It takes two to tango, I think. I agree. 
But if you listen to what I said in the beginning, I think in the 28 years that he was absent in my life, yeah. I tried yeah. to make the relationship work, father-son thing. Yeah. I was the one, yes. I tried to give him an opportunity yeah. mm. to be the father. Yeah. But now, how many steps do I have to take? No. Yes, I forgive him. Yes. I don't have anything against him. So, but I cannot be the one who goes to him all the time. You don't have to. You know, you don't try have to, to mend the thing. Yeah. You don't have to. When you forgive, you don't have to uh, have a party, a, a party together. You can mm-hmm. forgive. And, you, and, and move and on, move on yeah. don't, you don't have to have coffee with him you don't have to have a beer with him but you you know within yourself you're forgiven yeah no thank you thank you for calling Judith, and thank you so much for sharing that from your heart thank you colleague. thank you wow that that's that's painful yeah. i think just to add into that you know my mother kept reiterating one thing um in you know after the divorce that we need to let go we need to free ourselves we need to you know so that when we are ready to make up with our fathers, we are em- with our father. We are empty vessels. We we are coming with light and 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 openness, you mm-hmm. know. And 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 you're right in saying that once you change, um, um, I think the other person sees that, and and it affects them in a, in a massive way. And yeah. you and to a point where like. If you forgive somebody, you're right that you don't even have to have coffee with them. Yeah. But right now, you are carrying the burden of saying, "But why? You still haven't done this. You still, yeah. you still yeah. haven't acknowledged me as your son. You are still carrying." The- and she's the founder of Men of Honor. Um, she's also a, a peak performance life coach and an inspirational speaker. Buledi, thank you for joining us. I know you have to go very soon, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Cindy. So, what inspired you to to um to found to start Men of Honor? So what basically inspired me was um, when I was raised by a present dad. So, I mean, my experience with that was that um, I got to then understand what the impact of, of a father is, in a, especially in a girl child, you know. And then secondly was that as I was observing in society and I started coaching and engaged with a lot of men, I then realized that there's a need for um, a space and a comfortable space, safe space where men can actually engage and speak about their issues. So that was the reason. And then the other reason was that I started, well, also also observing the social ills. And one of the things that I really attached to that or connected to that is the fact that especially in South Africa, mm. um, most of families do not have fathers. Mm. So, yeah, that was the motivation behind studying Men of Honor. And, and, and your experience now as a mom, I know that you, mm-hmm. you're co-parenting. Um, how's the, how's the, 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 your, your, your dad, the dad in your children's lives? So I'm currently co-parenting. And I mean, um, as when we did decide to actually break up, it was very rocky. Because then it's the battle of the egos because yeah, one person would say, no, I won't come because you said this or whatever. So it wasn't a smooth transition. But at some point, um, I decided that, look, because I think we're both failing at this um, because, you know, we, we're struggling. So let's go see a child psychologist and maybe they would advise on how we can do this. So getting in a third person into the into the situation actually helped because then the psychologist was able to actually direct the conversation in a more structured way, in a more positive way. 
So from then onwards, actually, the relationship has been much better. And what um, essentially what I did also at some point was because he wasn't present the first, maybe the first four or five years of the child's life. Yeah. Um, I then decided to in- be intentional about having role models, male role models that uh, my daughter can see. So mm-hmm. um, there's a friend of mine who would actually come pick her up every, like once a month and do uh, a play date so that so that there's just that consistent male figures in, in my life. Uh, brother, yeah, in my brother-in-law as well. But I was very intentional because I understood the impact mm. of not having a role model. Um, because what what daughters do is they look for their fathers in men. So if that person was not present, then you get a child that has daddy issues, mm. and that, that's where you get sugar daddies and blesser conundrums. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, um, Buledi Moras. We will definitely have you back on the show to tell us more about about your um, um, the foundation, Men of Honor. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Cindy. So we're taking calls on 86 We'll take two quick calls and then we'll come back to um, Utlubim Timkulu and Tabiso Mohari, who are with me in studio. Um, Brian from Nanteria, thank you so much for holding and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Cindy. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to share a story about my dad, but I, I'm glad you played that song from um, Lunda, Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Luther was so fond of his father. Like, the father was there, uh, he danced with him, and with the mother again, and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, I have an experience of um, a father who was in and out of jail, a father who, who never spent a cent on me, I actually became a responsibility of um, his sister mm. as I was growing up, and um, he made me some kind of um, laughing stock uh, when I'm with my peers and all that. And um, what I want to say is, as I grew up, I had that age that I don't want to be like my father. Mm. And I think it happens with so many people that as you grow, as you grow up, you find out that your father is not really a role model in your life. And you have got that. So at a tender age of about 16, I that thing that I don't want to be like my father. So you made, so the, de- made the same decision at an early age as well? Yes, yes. So, so um, at, at about 16 years, beat my schoolwork, beat my behavior, beat how I associate with other people. My very, very deepest motivation was I don't want to be like my father. And uh, fortunately, I grew up and I managed to graduate at varsity. I was never on the wrong side of the law. I managed to get married nice and have my own kids and do the right thing. And really, if someone asked me today, I would tell them that I did all I I did because I didn't want to be like that man Mm. who was never there for me, who made my mother suffer. And they broke up and I became a responsibility of someone else. else, So maybe the encouragement that I have for other men is like, as men, let's be good enough so that our children may not grow up saying, I don't want to be like that man. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for that. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. Okay, so we have Albert calling us from Pretoria. Um, Good evening, Albert, and welcome to Sidebar, Cindy. Hi, Cindy, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm good. Um, Cindy, I'm sorry. I just ca- I just caught your 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 conversation. You know, in the in the middle, and mm-hmm. you you're talking about fa- fatherhood and all that, and which is uh, it's a very sensitive issue to me, and I believe to a lot of uh, you know South Africans. 
You know, I just want to 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 ask a question, but also just share a little bit of of my story. You know, I I grew up with a single parent, with a single mother, and um, I have glimpses of my father. You know, in my early childhood, he would come. Um, you know, visit and 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 go. So he and I found out later he was a married man actually um, to another woman, not my mother. Yeah. And you know, later, later, um, and and I had one time around ninety five, ninety six that he passed on, and my mom went to the funeral, and 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 that's that's all we've ever had the conversation about him. You know, and it's every time I I try to ask. Twice, you know, later in life, I think I was 21, and then later when I was about 25, and it, I realized there's a very sensitive issue where when you ask, you can see even the reaction. You don't get any answers. Nice yeah, you don't get any answers, and it's more like after I've raised you so well, uh, and you are this old, you want to ask about him. Uh, you know, mm. and, and I acknowledge she did a good job. But you know, as a man now, I have my own, my own, my own kids, and you start to ask yourself certain questions that you need answers, mm. and you're like, and I have, you know, I have brothers out there. Do they even know I exist? How I, how are they? You know, and 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 my question is, what what do, what do you do? Do you do you go against? Um, uh, your mom who really did such a great job to raise you and go ask for your brothers go look for them um, against her will is it her will which is important or my will what, what do you do in this kind of situation Tabiso what, what, do, what would you do <clears throat> mm. me I always reference my mother my mother always said Whatever happened between her and my father, she always encouraged us to say, you know what, I'm not going to, I have unresolved issues with your father, but I don't want you guys taking those on. And I'm not going to play a role in using those to alienate you guys from your father, you know. And she did that in such a way that she was also not pushing us towards a father, but putting us in a position where if we start drifting towards him, we are in an empowered, um, in an empowered position, you know. Um, I think... Is it possible to say, you know what, what can, what do I want? What kind of relationship do I want to have with my father? And if it means defying my mother for now to get there, will she come around later? You know, if your father passes away tomorrow and you're still not able to do that, how is that going to leave you feeling? So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough Should one. <laughs> um, um, I think it's, there's two relationships here. There's a relationship between your mom and your dad. And there's a relationship between you and your dad. So first, validate... By the way, sorry to, so to interrupt yeah. you. He, he's no more, actually. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we okay. understand. Yeah, yeah, we understand. So what I'm trying to say is, say, say he was alive. You first validate your mother. Thank you, mommy, for bringing me up. You did a great job, but understand the relationship I want is not saying you didn't do a good job. But I want to have a relationship with my dad. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't remove anything that you did for me. And you, 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 you start telling her and remembering things that she did. And then she must, uh, mothers must realize that uh, uh, children must have a relationship with their dad and it, it takes nothing from them. Uh, We've evolved. Yeah. So, yeah, so I hope that helps, um, um, Albert. And thank you for sharing that with us. All right. No, thank you so much, Cindy. And um, great, great topic, I must say. Thank you so much. So coming back to my guests in studio, um, 
um, Tribi and, and Utabiso, you have been intentional about being good dads, right? And I don't want to hear how, how do you do it? What are you, what are you doing to make sure, Uti, you are put, you're being the best dads that you can be? Um, first, I must mention, I'm in a very um, good um, situation because I co-dad, I, I co-parent. I've got a husband, Duduzi yes. Mutaung, um, and um, it's beautiful to raise our son and it's beautiful to give a pattern to him and he gives it to me. So, um, like I think a caller or, 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 or someone said that... Um, you try to be your, your best person, you, your best, the best dad you can be. I'm lucky that I look into Duzi's eyes and he tells me when I'm doing something wrong or I'm doing something right and I do it for him as well, that ah, you can't do that or you mm. can't do that. Or if I'm disciplining Kaho and then I want to love him at the same time, he says, no, 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 you're disciplining now. So uh, they put the love aside and then, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful and a privilege to be a dad. And how old is your, is your son? Um, adopted at two months. He's almost six now in oh. August. Yeah. And when you go on play dates, um, how do you explain having two dads to other kids? Because you know how kids are. They're very curious. Um, or you haven't had to. We had, we have. Um, uh, kids are very accepting. They're better. Oh than, yes, they yes, are. They're better than adults. I, I, at at Kaho school, they asked one child asked me, and he said, uh, "Kaho's dad, Kaho's dad. Oh, I'm Baba. I'm to do this daddy. Uh, Kaho's Baba. Is it true that Kaho has two daddies?" And I said, yes. "Yes, he's got two daddies." And he says, "Um, where is his mom?" And Kaho answered for himself, says, dude, I've got a million moms because every female around him is mommy. So he's comfortable, he's happy, he's got two dads. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, look, kids are amazing. They're yeah. very accepting in that regard. And your family, I mean, you come from a, a very Zulu family. How was yeah. how was that for them? Yeah, um, it, it was hard. I had I, I had to stand my ground, um, obviously with uh, relatives that helped me um, to put my feet st- st- um, steady on the ground. Uh, my dad once said, I am Zulu, there is no gay person and stuff like that, so I must change my surname. I didn't change my surname, I moved away from him, but I remembered who I was. Like I said, a few years later, um, he accepted me as his son because I, I did not change. I, I'm still his son. Still um, his son. My sexuality had nothing to do with being a son. Um, that was for my house, and, mm. you know, from Tutuzi. And, yeah. Great stuff. And Tabiso, modern day um, daddying. Um, it's tough. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I I I I don't have time for anything else. I go to work. I after I go home, it consumes you. Right, babies are consuming. When I'm at home, I'm with baby. You know, um, what what's been interesting as well. I'm privileged that I'm I'm, I'm married, um, and I get to co-parent. You know, um, and you know she had to do a lot of the hard pulling. You know, the nine months. Um, we get ten days paternity leave, which I think is ridiculous. You know, so how long should it be? Three months, Nyan. I know. What, what did you do three months? Because it takes two people to raise a baby from the beginning so. I believe from the beginning so, so as long as you're making sure that you're changing nappies you're doing everything in those three months yes yes and I, I that is co-parenting is you know there is no this is unless if it's my something, experience was daddy sleeping and I'm breastfeeding at midnight on my own no look okay it's 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 this has to be a balance you know I'm not saying that I don't sometimes sleep through and mm. mommy wakes three up months. <laughs> but I think it's a conscious it, it's you need both parents to, 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 to raise a baby you know and I've I've, I've got that so again we're able to pass it on like you know her favorite word is you know have your child back um, so I think for me it's been wonderful that 
you know, also we privilege that this resource yeah. Nyana, to raise the child, you know, from where we gave birth to medical aid, we were mm. to support the child. So I think that has sort of given us a softer landing pad. Um, learning then what is my role in this package? You know, I cannot breastfeed. So but you can burp the baby. I can burp the baby. She knows she eats there. She sleeps here. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I get to hear a scream. And you change the nappies, right? I change nappies. I, we, we wash her together. Um, you know, it's, but also, again, how do we normalize this? Mm, how do sorry. I... Sorry. Yeah, no, so I've yeah. decided yeah. to hijack. I've been sitting here. The thing is how you reacting, Cindy, is perpetuating something. Mm. How Tabiso is talking about it is his job, right? So as a father, part of your job is to raise your children, right? So to be a parent. But also if you look at if you look at everything that's structured around the arrival of a child, it excludes fathers. Yeah. All, and almost yet, all of it, yeah. And yet we have such challenges with mm. absent fathers. So mm-hmm. the baby showers like okay, we're gonna celebrate the arrival of your child that you help make. You can be go there. do something <laughs> else. Don't be there, yeah. Right? When the child is born mature Paternity leave is just, it was just changed to 10, Recently, to 10 yeah. days. Very it was two days. It was two days, yeah. Right? That first, I mean, forget two days. Like when the child comes home, mm. it's an adjustment for an entire family, not Absolutely. just, yeah. you know, not just the mother, not just Everyone. the father, it's an entire oh. family. So yeah. just yeah. because your circumstance, maybe in a particular way, uh, don't put that on everybody else. <laughs> I actually want to add to Kojo what he's yeah. saying. Remember, we've got we are two daddies. Yes, Kaho came home at two months. Someone had to take leave. Hmm. Oh my word! Someone had he was not a nanny's child, right. he was our son. Right. My boss changed the policy at work. Yeah. I got 40 working days adoption leave wow because oh, wow. they said the first month the, the third month was for feeding breastfeeding anyway i had okay. to add that so let's just chat yeah let's chat to Tao, then after that we'll chat to stone Tao, thank you for holding and welcome to the show hi guys how are you good thank you no no we good good okay so uh, i've been a father now for 10 years now this month right and um what i figured about being a father is uh, very early on i think my son was three mm. uh then had to be a single parent because of the initial divorce so then i became a father a single father because during that divorce i asked for the son which was rather unusual but i went through that process and then um, it took about what probably i was a single father for over five years or so sure and then i got married and when I got married, then I had to get two, two more kids. Mm. I had to get two more kids, uh, which then became three kids now. And now we have our daughter, which is now four kids, right? Yes. But throughout this period, what I had learned was, one, being a father is a full-time job. Class. Being a parent is a full-time job. And unfortunately, um, uh, unfortunately for me, uh, somehow we see that with my wife that no, actually, I'm a better parent than she is. So when we had our daughter, we did the whole damn thing, uh, you will have the necessary and everything else. Yes. But eventually what then happened was we had to move the daughter up to our bedroom. And it was decided that the doctor will sleep next to me. So I'll be the one who wakes up to feed, 
says nappies and that type of thing. It, it, it consumes a lot of time. It mm. consumes a lot of time uh, and it takes quite a bit of energy and it takes quite a bit of, with work and everything else, mm. quite a bit of um adjusting um so i i don't normally take them to school but i'll have to pick up the kids take the boys to the sports and all this time i'm with the girl you know so you're very you're very hands-on yeah yeah yeah, about full 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 on uh which is rather weird i remember my parents were here over the weekend and they realized that the child the daughter doesn't actually cry when the mother leaves the house but she cries when i leave the house (laughs) which is rather unusual so but it's a very fulfilling experience i i think you changes how you operate because there's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make. You cannot come home late. Yeah. You cannot do this or that. So there's the, you cannot spend, you only spend time with the guys when it's allowing you most mm. of the time. You'll all, you'll almost see me because I suss out geeks that are children friendly and you um the type of father that you'll almost see at the gig with the daughter or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of adjusting, hey? Yeah, so the, the, those are the type of things, but it's very fulfilling. And I think what I see more and more of is I'm seeing more and more active fathers and I'm seeing guys trying to learn from the guys who've been there. Around so there, a lot yeah. of guys will ask you, how do you do it? And how do you go about these particular challenges and yeah. so on? So it's quite interesting. I must say it's, it's very fulfilling, yeah. but it's also very strenuous because of for the changes that you need to make on mm, yourself in order to be able to fulfill that role completely. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Dao. Thank you very no, much. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Thank okay. you. So still taking calls on 0860-00959. We have Stone online. Stone, thank you, so, thank you so much for holding and thank you so much for joining us on Sidebar Cindy on Kai FM. Thank you, Cindy. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much. So you're a modern, modern dad. Um, how has that been for you? <laughs> modern, modern. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Very modern dad. But, uh, no, but for me, uh, it's been just an ongoing learning experience. You know, um, through being a parent, I've actually grown as a person because, um, you know, I mean, I remember a time in my youth, you know, I'd say the five year, first five years of my career where it was okay, like, to just get the money and box it all, you know. So, and now, uh, you know, I have to put, like, food in the fridge like, consistently 365 days a week, you know, yeah. a year, rather. So um, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's, I think it's a mutual um, growing experience. As the kids grow up, they push you up as well as a person and you learn to be a much better quality person. Mm-hmm. I think not just for your family, but for yourself as well. Because now you're not just living for yourself anymore. You're living for other people, you know. And they force you to reflect. I think the hardest thing about parenting is when your kids ask you questions and you have to look at yourself and you have to dig the answers yes. out. I mean, I mean, we didn't have that yeah. relationship with our parents. We, we couldn't say certain things to our parents, but our kids say whatever they want to say and you need to answer. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in terms of, say, the emotional needs, and I'm raising daughters, you know, so we all know, like, women, you know, are very, like, demanding when it comes to that part of their development in terms of their cerebral um, connection to the world and relationship with the world. I think um, they're more perceptive about many things, you know, my emotional state. You know, my daughter will come into the room and ask if I'm okay. And if I'm not okay, 
and I need to be okay for them now. It causes me to pause and think about what energy am I projecting while mm. being there, maybe going through my issues, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a really <laughs> a heavy experience, but a sweet experience at the same time. Definitely. Well, we'll keep you on the line. We'll take a comment from Tay, and Tay is calling us from Four Ways. Tay, welcome to the show, and thank you for holding. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for taking my call. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Hi. Hi, Tavisa. Hi, Shubi. Hi, Tay. Hi. Thank you so much, you guys. I've been listening to your talk, and I really feel inspired by people like you who are making a difference in our society that has lost everything, that has lost its ethics and threats and values. So I want to say, as a a woman, I I think that what Cindy is doing right now to open up a platform for fathers to come and talk openly about fatherhood, I feel like we need more platforms like this, Cindy, maybe as a media, uh, uh, you represent media, maybe radio stations need to have at least monthly uh, platforms where all the fathers, because I can see a shift in the way people think now Mm. and the way people behave, especially the young fathers. It it looks like they're behaving, they're moving away from how the older generation used to to, to run the families. And that's such a good thing because it's going to bring back the dignity and the respect that our society was based on in the the past. Because now you can see that most families are run by single parents, which are female predominantly. Mm, mm. So when when we hear of fathers like Sylvie and Tabiso, I really feel like that sense of pride that there's some hope for black uh, fathers out there. So I really encourage that we should get more platforms like this, maybe once a month where okay. fathers can come and open up and talk about these issues because it looks like so many fathers are killing a lot of dead and a lot of heads. Yeah. No, thank you so much. How were brought up. Okay, thank you for that comment, Kay. Stone, before we let you go, a, a quick comment before we, we close the show. Hey, um, I just think, you know, we, um, as fathers, um, you know, we we need to continue to link the chains, you know. Um, refer back to the older members of our families as to what values um, and what um, convictions they had in terms of raising us. Because I don't think it's all lost. I, you know, it's like a train wreck. People want to stop and watch it. So yeah. it's, the, the negative stuff is amplified, you know. But there are really, I think, the majority of men are... Uh, want to be um, a part of their children's and to lives. And be better, and yeah. I actively, yeah, and I actively pursuing that ideal. So um, more of us need to do it. More of us need to come out and speak about our experiences and exchange knowledge and wisdom. Thank you so much for that. Shubi and Tabiso, in closing, we've had a great show. I've enjoyed all your comments. What would you like to say before we wrap it up? Um, for me, parenting has taught me patience and un- unconditional love. Um, a child will humble you. Uh, they will get you to calm down, breathe, uh, and be conscious of who you are, what you're projecting, what you're teaching. Um, I think it's important for black men to unburden. Um, we are burdened by tradition, by a lot of things. If we are going to journey into new fatherhood, I think we need to unpack. We need yeah. to unpack areas that exclude us and things like that. But then we need to, I think, more of these, you know. Yeah. Should be. Um, what I'll say is um, love your children. Um, tell them the truth. Don't lie to them. Our parents used to lie to us. Mm. My, I always say tell your children as much as their little minds can take. Yeah. Uh, can and they are as stupid as we Yes, don't lie to them. Cause, and don't be your child's first bully. 
So for me in closing, I just like to say that um, forgiveness is not an emotion. You won't always feel it, but the action counts. So it's a thing that you do. Yes. And whether you feel it or not, it's something that you need to do to, to, to make yourself lighter. That's what forgiveness does. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. On Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.